Gentlemen, welcome, 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 one and all, to episode nine of Rise Up here at 9 a.m. on the East Coast. We've got the reindeer, we've got Santa, we've got all of you, and of more importantly, we have got Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, as we rise up on this beautiful Wednesday, December 14th. Folks, we only have 11 days left. We only have 11 days left. Thank you, Kitten. God bless you for sharing to all of those different platforms. Folks, we talk about spreading the gospel. 
This is a way for you to spread the gospel without even leaving your couch. Grabbing this link right now and sharing it to as many groups and as many people, even emailing the link to people, texting the link to people. If you want to do your part in um, spreading the gospel, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a way to do it. And again, we are 11 days out on the 11th day of Christmas. My true love gave to me. Does anybody know all the 12 days, by the way? Does anybody know all of them? Is that 11, pipers piping, 10, lords a-leaping, 9, ladies dancing, 8, maids of milking, 7, swans a-swimming, 6, geese a-laying, and I know you know the, the rest, right? 5, golden rings. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the 11th day, 11 days till Christmas, but one day closer to making America great again by making America Godly. Again, Marilyn is asking for prayers for severe weather in her area, ladies and gentlemen. Um, only 11 days. I didn't get my lights on my porch, says to Doxy Mom. Well, hopefully, hopefully you can get that done or get somebody over there to help you, okay? One boss who doesn't sing <laughs> and one boss who doesn't. Eli, as much as he says he doesn't like me singing, he actually says, man, I wish I could sing that good. I wish I could sing that Good. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome here on Rise Up. Again, this is the ninth episode. One thing that I have to do real quick, if you just give me a second, is I have to get rid of that bottom scrolling, those bottom scrolling words. We got to get rid of those. We don't need those. This is not a news show. Actually, this is the good news show. This might be, well, somebody said you forgot 12. That's because I didn't, today's the 11th day of Christmas. So yeah, I didn't sing the 12th, but I apologize. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is a good news station, right? And this may be the only good news station that there is. Kristen Donovan says, I love Rise Up. This show is just what I needed. And Osborne H says, I haven't even shopped yet. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. Because the verse of the day is going to, t- is, is going to address that and so much more. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I titled today's Rise Up podcast called, it's called The Meaning to Life on earth. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? And we'll get to all of that through today's devotional and tomorrow a very, very special guest on Rise Up. The very first guest we have ever had on Rise Up, ladies and gentlemen, will be the pastor of my church. The pastor of my church, Pastor Dave Golden, We'll be joining us tomorrow to talk about the importance of a Christian school option for each and every community in this country and how it is ne- uh, it's necessary to have it, how important it is, why it's necessary, and what people can do to even start a Christian school in their area. It's no different than starting a church. Plant that seed, let it grow, and for generations, you will be able to have children have have an option outside of public school where they can go and learn a Bible-based education with actual academia. Very important subject, and I can't wait to have my pastor, Pastor Dave Golden, on tomorrow to talk about the importance of that and the struggle that we are going through to keep our Christian school 
alive. So I cannot wait for that. Again, episode 10 will be our very first guest. Let's start out the day. Again, if you're just joining in, I'll ask that you please rumble this video. And for anything else, please share, 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 okay? We're going to start out this morning the same way we do every morning, reading from one-minute prayers for dads. This is a great book to get your sons, mothers out there. Definitely get this for your sons, especially if they have children. But even if they don't have children, they might someday. So get this book for your friends, family, your fathers. It's uh, any, any father out there, any grandfather out there would love to have this book. Cannot afford Christian school. I'm homeschooling. Dimple, that is just as good. That is just as good. Homeschooling is just as good. But if you just want another option out there, Christian schools are very, very important. And by the way, in a lot of states, you can get it so your Christian school tuition is next to nothing. There's a lot of ways you can do it. It's just about looking into it. April Moss has a lot of information on that. Sabrina, my wife, has a lot of information on that. And as we move forward with this Rise Up Coffee and this Rise Up podcast together, we will actually give ways that you can do that, ways that you can look into that and resources for you and your family to actually get your children into a Christian school if you want to keep them in an environment where other kids are there daily as well. And I know some uh, homeschooling networks have that. So always good options. Anyway, let's read from 1 Timothy 4, 14 and 15, which says, Do not neglect the gift that you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands upon you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Now, as we read these, I am going to go from devotional to how this uh, affects my life to ways that this maybe have changed my life, uh, how we can adopt this in our everyday societies and culture, this word that we're reading. Uh, But also, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep in mind what the uh, title of the show is today, The Meaning to Life on Earth. What is it? We're going to get to that. As time moves on, Dads can expect to progress in their fatherly roles. There will always be mistakes. But as dads come to know his children more intimately, he will interact more effectively with them. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Big shout out to Corn Pop, by the way. So many people have missed you. Um, I want to stop right there. Knowing your child's life is so important. Most generally, it's the mother who knows the child's life. Their favorite color who they have a crush on in school, what their favorite games are, what's going on in their sports, what's going on with, uh, you know, just their everyday lives. Most generally, it's the mother. The mother's the nurturer. And that usually is the mother's, um, the mother gets to have all the info and the father doesn't. But I want to stress to you how important it is for fathers to know all of that stuff too. Fathers, you should know. If, so we have five kids in our home, okay? Four of them are teenagers. One of them is a five-year-old. All right. So four of them are starting to have young adult lives, meaning that their days are filled with different things that they're supposed to do. And some of them are doing two things. Like one of my daughters is doing cheer for, uh, you know, cheerleader and she's doing um, gymnastics. And my other daughter is doing two dance classes. One of them is a tap dance. One of them is ballerina. The uh, my, one, one of my sons is playing basketball and doing he's a big uh, soccer uh, freak. So, I mean, he's, he loves soccer. He's been doing soccer since he was a baby. So he does indoor soccer during the winter and he's playing basketball. So, you know what? Like 
And my other daughter, Shaylin, she is immersed in the word of God right now. She was the one that went to public school and had to have all this stuff happen to her and then came back. The prodigal daughter, she came back. It is very important for you to know what your children's schedules are, when they have things that are important to them so you can try to be there. Unfortunately, this job keeps me away from a lot of it, which we're going to try to change up in 2023 a little bit. It's important for you to know their favorite color, who their boyfriend or girlfriend might be, what they're learning, what they're interested in, what their future plans are. You have to know as a father what your children are doing. If you don't, then you cannot have an intimate relationship with your child. You cannot have an intimate relationship with anything that they do. You will not be able to intimately talk about their lives. And before you know it, you'll say, just a minute ago, you were my little daughter, and now I know nothing about you. Do not let that be the case. I promise you, you will regret that, okay? Now, there's going to be a lifelong of regrets uh, uh, that we build up in our lives. Our job is to try to minimize them by putting the good news to work right away. Please rumble and like this video if you have not, and share this out to your friends and family, okay? Let's move on. Practice does make perfect. Now, obviously nobody's perfect, but the best you can be on this earth is a father anyway. And since dads are on duty 24-7, there is no shortage of lessons to move us along in our dad growth, okay? Lord, I know there's really no such thing as a part-time dad. That would be like you being a part-time God. My calling as a dad is 24-7. I'm always on duty. No matter what else I'm doing, in short, being a dad is a full immersion experience. And I pray that as I walk out, my dad immersion, my progress will be evident to all, especially, and more importantly, to my children. They are a gift that I do not neglect, just as you do not neglect your children. Father, today, may all praise go to you, for you intricate care for us, for your intricate care for us, your children. You only have 18 summers with your children. Make great memories, says Reet 45. That's a good opportunity and a good time, ladies and gentlemen, to bring up the Rumble Chat. So if we can, let's bring up that Rumble Chat right now. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to Jer- Thank you, Jeremy. See you all tomorrow. Oh, that must be last night's show. Nope, we don't want that. Let's bring on today's show. That might be better. There it is. There's today's show. We don't want to. We don't want to rumble uh, and and rumble chat last night. There we go. You only have 18 summers with your children. Make good memories. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, that was the reason I quit my job. Says Scopsco 3001. Absolutely, Reet says Don Holly. And look at that. Good morning, Kong. Good to see you. Good morning, Brown Sugar. Good morning, Freebird33. Good morning, Victoria. God bless you. We love you. Good morning, Dan D. Rob. How are you? Good morning, Halloween. I loved Christian camp in the summer. My children go to Christian camp. They love it as well. Time goes by so fast, says Marilyn. And then Jersey Lane says, in my life, my father was the primary nurturer. Wow. How incredibly amazing. How incredibly amazing. And then Cowboy Farmer says, blink and you'll miss it. 
It's the best part of America. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad all of you are here rising up. We have 700 people watching. For all of you newcomers uh, to the show, uh, please rumble the video. And uh, we're going to move on to our next book in this morning devotional, which we have titled The Meaning to Life on Earth. Also, if you are just joining in, tomorrow we have our first guest ever here on Rise Up, which will be my pastor of my church, Pastor Dave Golden, who will be here to talk about the importance of a Christian school for, for academia in your area. Kitten says Rise Up is my favorite show now on LFA. Well, how about that? Look at that. I love it. I love it. And I am not in any way uh, worried that a news show is not your favorite show because the good news show is the best show that you could ever have. 208 Rumbles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. F. Graves is here in the building. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to read from a new book, okay? We are, we are adding a new book to our morning devotional, okay? We retired um, two books last week. We retired two books last week, so we're adding in a new book, and this book is a, is a daily bread uh, devotional called Heaven, 90 Devotions from Our Daily Bread. Let's get into this right now. Who's ready for glory? If you're ready for glory and you've already rumbled this video, let us know in the comment section. And if you have not rumbled this video, I think you know what to do. Here we go. Philippians 1. Um, for re- to, if you can also read, excuse me, Philippians 1, 12 through 23. But from here, we're going to read from Psalm 116, 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. On March 1st, 1981, preacher and Bible commentator D. Martin Lloyd-Jones lay on his deathbed in London. From 1939 to 1968, he had served as the pastor of the city's Westminster Chapel. Now at the end of his life, Lloyd-Jones had lost the ability to speak, indicating that he did not want any more prayers for his recovery. He wrote on a piece of paper, do not hold me back from glory. Wow. Talk about not fearing anything. The Bible says do not fear or fear not in some way, shape, or form 365 times. This man is the epitome of not, he didn't even fear death, which haunts every human being on this planet, by the way. Didn't even fear death. Do not hold me back from glory. Because life is so precious and fragile, it can be hard to let our loved ones go when the time comes for them to depart this earth and go to heaven. Yet God has set a time when he plans to call all of us home, which indicates that we have been there before. Do not be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Psalm 116 15 tells us precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. When Paul saw, when Paul saw that death was near, he was encouraged by what awaited him in heaven. Quote, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. No matter where Christians are in life's journey, Their ultimate destination is to be with Christ, which is better by far. This should give us confidence in facing life's challenges and comfort when other believers leave us 
for that glorious home Christ has prepared. Wow. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, death should frighten you to a point where you're, it's okay to fear, to, to be frightened by death. The Bible even says death haunts every man, woman, and child on this earth from the moment they uh, um, are born to the moment they die. And that's okay. It's okay to have fleshly, earthly fear that you're going to die. But just let your spirit take over. When you get, I remember I used to lay at night, like when I'd go to bed, or even like if I was up watching TV or whatever, and I'd think of death, the anxiety inside me would just rise to a level that was so bad. That is so bad. I used to have that anxiety of death just like get the best of me. And, and it used to cause me to think in ways that you shouldn't think. And I didn't have the Holy Spirit at that time to quell that anxiety, to calm it down. Okay, so when you start fearing death, when somebody starts talking about it or when somebody close to you dies, Miss Mocha Powered says this has been the worst year of her life. She's lost both of her parents two months apart. Think about what she went through. She says this show has definitely helped her through those rough times. Well, LFA. And now this show is going to help other people as well, because my mom is also not doing well right now. She's going to pass away sometime. I'm going to pass away. We all know that. But we've got to let that Holy Spirit quell that anxiety of death. Okay? And I want to welcome Lexus Fang because this is the first time they're watching Rise Up. First time watching it live. Good morning to everybody. Everybody give Lexus Fang a big, huge shout out. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to all who are here. If you've not liked the video, please do so. I will ask you. Not only do I have my Rise Up coffee every day that we have right here, but we also have our Field of Greens, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking a little bit about that in a little bit, about what that's done for me. Uh, now, I'm noticing something new that it's done for me. But one thing that we did not do before we started today's show was pray. And I apologize. So let's all do that right now if we could. Now, I know everybody watches at a different time, meaning that you all might see it at a different, you know, come through what I say might be a lag of 20 seconds or 30 seconds. But I will ask all of you to stop talking in the chat while we pray. And I'll ask all of you to bow your heads in prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Let's go ahead and do that now. Our Father in heaven, we pray to you today. We come to you today in thanksgiving and worship. We sing songs of praise. This morning, Lord, I was walking around my home and I was singing Silent Night. Silent Night, Holy Night. And if you sing that song while you're in devotion with the Lord, while you are in a quiet place with the Lord, it does something to you. And Lord, I just want to thank you for that message this morning. And I wanted to pass that message on to the LFA congregation. And hopefully, Lord, you touch their hearts to pass that message on as well. Singing songs of praise to you, especially during this wonderful time of year, opens up your heart, opens up your soul, and lets that Christmas spirit flood in. So, Lord, for all of those out there today who are 11 days away from Christmas, who might not be in the spirit yet, Lord, calm them down. Let them understand that it's not about money or haven't been able to buy the gifts that they wanted to buy yet or haven't bought the amount of gifts that they hoped they could buy. Lord, it's not about that. Let's give the gift 
that keeps on giving. That is the Christmas spirit, Lord. Help us do that today. Guide us through this show. Guide us through this podcast. Guide each and every host of the network throughout the day to do the right thing and to do all and to do it all for you, Lord, giving all glory to you. We thank you for this time. We pray for those who are less fortunate. We pray for those who are sick and who are passing on from this world that they may come to know you, Lord, because you are the creator of this universe and you created us out of love, which is the meaning to life on earth. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I knocked up the dolt I cheated with, so I renewed my marriage lies. Not sure what that means. Not sure what that means. But hopefully, you can re-put that in the chat in a way that we can understand it, because it sounds very interesting. Becca said, just saw someone passing and thought of this. And Lovebug says, I understand that, Jeremy. My mom's first heavenly birthday is the 21st and not going to be here for Christmas. First heavenly birthday. What a way to look of it. What a way to look at it. Two Doxy Mom says, losing my husband of 47 years in February, I prayed him over to go home. I miss him terrible, but through the comfort of the Holy Spirit, I am now in a new chapter in my life. I'm at home now with no distress. I would assume that's what that means. Well, God bless you. God bless you for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have almost 800 people watching currently, and we have 269 rumbles. Ladies and gentlemen, let's match that up. Let's get to the 700 rumbles that we have watching. All right, we're going to go to the next book, okay? The next book in our morning devotion is One Year with Jesus in the Gospels. One Year with Jesus in the Gospels. Now, we will retire this book at the end of this year. And what I like about devotionals, ladies and gentlemen, and we've talked about this before, a lot of people say, how dare you read from Jesus Calling? How dare you read from these devotionals? You should only read from the Bible. Yes, that is true. If you want the true good word of God, you should only read from the Bible. But you use these to point out things that are going on in your life Okay, you read the perspective from another believer and then you take those scriptures that they reference and then you go to the Bible and you read those scriptures in context, meaning that you read the chapters before them, after them, and possibly, I would suggest, the entire book so that you can understand where they got this devotion from, where they got this idea from. That's why I love morning devotion. You should not get your doctrine from morning devotion. You should use it to assist in getting your doctrine of the good news. It's that simple. All right. Matthew 28, 9. And it's titled, Value Christ Higher Than Yourself. As they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Self-denial is embraced by much of Christianity today. Historically, self-denial has always been a big part of false religion. Most religions of this world teach um, an abasement of self, but they do, they do it as penitence in order to obtain salvation. This is not the denying of self that the Bible advocates. 
True self-denial, ladies and gentlemen, as the scriptures promote, is not self-hatred, okay, or massagism, but rather an an enthroning of Christ above self. An enthroning of Christ above self. We have a new identity in Christ that replaces the old self. We don't deny self in order to obtain salvation, but it is a love response to what Christ has already done for us. There's that word again, love, L-O-V-E, a four-letter word that describes everything that everybody's searching for. Absolutely incredible. He gave his all for us, and he willingly gave our all back to, so we willingly give our all back to him. Denying self is an attempt to earn salvation or in an attempt to return salvation is most always motivated by guilt or characterized by rigid rules. A lot of think about let's stop right there. Think about the church you go to, whether it is a Methodist church, a Presbyterian church, a Baptist church, a Catholic church, whatever it is. Think about the rigid rules of that church. And then you can go and you can find where the Bible says that's wrong. In almost every case. Most churches get these rigid rules wrong. It is their interpretation that they think that should be pushed on to other people, but it doesn't come from the word of God. It's almost like people that were listening to Jesus' parables that didn't understand them. He might as well have been speaking in tongues which is what's going to be talked about in this morning's newsletter. But let's get back to this real quick about the rigid rules and all of that. True Christianity, on the other hand, is not the observance of rituals, which is what Paul was preaching to the Romans about Christianity, which is why people say that there was a rift between Paul and James that did not exist. But a relationship that produces holiness as a fruit and not the root of salvation. And that is why people say Christianity is not a religion like others. It is a relationship. I just want to stop real quick. I seen a comment here. Jeremy, because of you talking about adulterous behavior last week on Rise Up and said that even if you're looking at a woman on Instagram, that is still adulterous behavior. I closed my Instagram account. Wow. That is dedication. That is dedication. I'm, I'm so very impressed by, the, by some. I'm so very inspired and encouraged by some of you as well. Almost 300 rumbles. Let's keep it going, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? When we are born again, we become righteous. And we work that holiness out into our physical lives. I can show you better than I can tell you, right? Trying to destroy the power of self through harsh laws actually arouses and strengthens sin. Christians must not let life become a set of rules, but rather a response to a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. This goes back to what I was telling you all the other day about me not wanting to become a Christian in 2016 because I didn't want to live a rigid set of rules. I didn't want to change who I was and live this fine line. Nobody understands this about Christianity. Nobody. Not a single person understands this. 
But when you do get it, I mean, I mean, non-believers, they don't get this part. But when you get it, as you and I, and you, as you and I do, everything makes sense. If your church has you walking rigid rules, find another church. It's that simple. It's that simple. If they have you walking by those rigid rules in order to have salvation, I should say. Or in order to participate in their, devo- in their, uh, in their services. You have to do this. You have to do that. Well, guess what? Then this church is not for me. Also, if your church is not Bible-based, meaning if your church is not going through the Bible line by line, chapter by chapter, book by book, and breaking down for you the exact meaning of those verses, and in order to know those exact meaning of those verses, it isn't your perception. If you read (laughs) Freedom TV, if you read through the book, the Bible, if you read through it and you, and you understand it and you read through it again, you start understanding a person's traits and qualities and who they were and their personalities back then. So you can understand what they meant by one writing by seeing their actions in other writings. That is how you discern what is the proper way to have the perspective on what they meant, how they wrote it down. Same thing we do with our founding fathers in the Constitution. We have lawyers and political parties that want to give you their perception of what the founding fathers could have meant. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is go back and read the founding fathers' writings, see what kind of people that they were, get to know them intimately like you do Jesus, and then you'll understand how to perceive the word of God better. You'll understand how to perceive the word of God right. And if a church does not do that with you, then that church is not for you. I don't care what kind of church it is. It's that simple. We have almost 1,000 people watching. Are we on the front page of Rumble? Is that what's happening right now? Or do we just have that many people watching? Look at that. We are on the front page. If you go to the front page of Rumble right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are there on Editor's Pick. So that means there's a lot of people in here that have never been here before. First of all, I'd like to welcome you to this show. This is a very, very spiritual and devotional show and how we can take that stuff and actually apply it in our physical worlds around us, in our culture, in our society. And get us back to what America was built on. The foundation that America was built on. Why it became the strongest, most powerful, most the, the shiniest beacon of light on a hill in modern day times. That is what we've got to get back to. All of this fighting between political parties and stuff, trying to get us back to um, making America great again. We're not going to make America great again until we make America godly again. It is that simple. Why? Because America was built on godliness. So the America that you're trying to get back cannot possibly be retrieved without God. It can't be. Because what made America great was God. Everything that you know, whether you're a believer or not, everything you know, everything that you see every day, hear every day, yes, it is filled with Satan all around every corner trying to devour you like a hungry lion. But the way you live life, the way you look at a society, your morals, where do you think they came from? If you're a non-believer, I'll tell you where they came from. The Bible. That's where they came from. 
The Constitution was written based on what was in the Bible. The Founding Fathers wrote the Federalist Papers on what was written in the Bible. The Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, was written on what was written in the Bible. Everything we know, the pillars of our country, the pillars of our nation, from sea to shining sea, all the red, white, and blue that you fly in, your, in front of your houses, on your doorsteps, everywhere, all of that is based in the Bible. So whether you're a believer or not believer, you must understand that you are living in a Judeo-Christian nation. And we are quickly moving away from it. But thanks to shows like this, we are quickly running back to it. And we will not, I repeat, we will not have the vision of this country of Donald Trump or DeSantis or any of you unless we make America godly again first. Remember that and know that you heard it here first, okay? Moving on, and I'd like to thank... $20 $20 donation. I would like to thank Majorva27, who donated $20 for Ray Friesen for heat. I hope this will help. I didn't know we were, I didn't know there was somebody with a heat issue. Whoever Ray uh, Friesen is, um, email lfaproducer at gmail.com and we will we'll help out, okay? All right. Moving on to read from the next book, which is Jesus Listens, okay? One of my favorite books. Jesus Listens, written by Sarah Young. Oh, most high, it is good to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. As I declare the wonders of your loving presence, I find strength and encouragement in you. This glorious blessing flows into me even more fully when I speak the words out loud. As I'm proclaiming your love, help me to rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot have faith or hope without faith, and you cannot have joy without hope. It's that simple. They're all connected. Faith, love, joy, hope. Why do you think you hear all those words in Christmas songs? And by the way, Christmas season in America there are two, pe- two kinds of people. Well, actually, there's three kinds of people. People who don't celebrate at all. People who celebrate Christmas, which America market, marketed and put out as a, uh, and is now known as for, you know, Santa and reindeer and all that. Or you can celebrate the birth of Jesus. If you're just celebrating Christmas and Jesus is not at the center of that celebration and how many gifts you buy for somebody is, then you're not celebrating the birth of Jesus. And I know there's going to be the naysayers out there that say this. Jesus wasn't even born on December 25th. Arguably, he was probably born even in fall. Well, just know this. He was born at the darkest time of year. And for us here in America, we know when that is. And there's some symbolism to Jesus being born at the darkest time of year. Because he is the light that was shined in the darkest time, in the darkest time of the year. And he's the light that continues to shine through all of our lives. Let's continue, okay? Your amazing love is sacrificial, unfailing, priceless, and boundless, reaching to the heavens. It shines so brightly that it can carry me through all my days, even the darkest ones. When I get to the end of each day, it's time to declare your faithfulness that reaches to the skies, As I look back over the day, I can see how skillfully you guided me and opened me up way before, opened the way up before me. The more difficulties I encountered, the more you enabled, empowered, and equipped me to overcome the obstacles. 
It is good to give voice to your great faithfulness, especially at night, so that I can lie down and sleep in peace. What did I just say? Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Big boy, Jeremy, can you help me? I need $1,000. Well, I would love to help you, and the LFA family would love to help you, but you have to go and request that help because there are a lot of people that are still before you in the Slurp Fund, but if you email LFAproducer at gmail.com and tell them exactly what it is and what you need help for, and maybe sometimes that's prioritized and moved above anybody else's uh, because of you know life or, life or death situations, uh, we'll definitely look into it, brother, okay? We'll definitely look into it. Jeremy, please help Ray Frizzen. Shelly, yes, we asked for them to email Eli so that, we can, uh, so that we can help, okay? See, look at all the money being raised. Already $40 for heat. Is Jeremy's address only a P.O. box? Yes, unless you get a hold of us for something different, Okay. Ever since the Rumble update, it took away my money bag, so I can't Rumble rant anymore. Well, try opening up Rumble on another browser. Sounds like that your um, sounds like that the browser you're using is pulling from old data. That's what happens when that happens, folks. Try using a different browser or figure out a way to delete your cache problem um, in that browser. Okay. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Every day with Jesus. LFA producer says we have 330 rumbles, but we have 934 watching. I would appreciate if everybody could rumble us right now. That's only a like, ladies and gentlemen. That's all a rumble means is just liking the video. So if you're watching on Roku or Firestick, please also come over and do the same thing. Okay? Ray says you are also amazing. I wasn't expecting financial help, just prayers. Well, guess what? See how fast God answers prayers, Ray? That easy. Luke 127, the sinless sacrifice, the virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the virgin's name was Mary. The virgin birth of Jesus is so incomprehensible that it has always been one of Christianity's main targets of criticism. Skeptics cite the impossibility of such a thing as proof that the Bible can't be true. Nevertheless, the virgin birth of our Lord is one of the cornerstones of the Christian faith. Look at all this great money coming in. I will get on the cause. Love you guys. Halloween. Jeremy, please give this to whoever needs it. I trust you to choose K Mac 1235. Amen. Thank you all so very much. We will make sure it gets in the right hands as always. Mankind produces offspring in their own likeliness and image. Therefore, if Jesus had been the natural product of man and woman, he would have had a sinful nature. And we all know that everybody, everybody, and I repeat it again, everybody in the world sins. So if Jesus did not sin, he cannot be the product of man and woman. By the way, Little Miss Sunshine says, I have to log in online to see the money bag. Yes, it is. That is true. You have to be logged in. If you're not logged in, you cannot see the money bag. So make sure you're logged in, okay? I wish it was on the iPhone app. Well, if there's no money bags on either app, you actually can actually go on your phone and you can go to Rumble through your browser and you can watch and you can do the money bag on the browser. So anybody who wants to donate through Rumble and you can't do it through the app yet, 
do it through your browser on your phone. You can do that as well, okay? Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. He would not have qualified... He would not have qualified to take our sins upon himself on the cross because he would have had to be the debt of his own sin. But he had no sin. That's why he took your sin. Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah would be born of a virgin, which denotes that God would be his father. This had to happen to give him what? Sinless blood. Because you're born into sin, you cannot be sinless. Jesus, to be born without sin, had to be born of sinless blood. And the only way that could have happened would be his father in heaven. Very, very important to know that. The Messiah also had to be born without sin for God to legally raise him from the dead. Legally. Because of God's laws. Our faith rests on the resurrection. Because the only way legal way, God could raise him from the dead was if he himself was without sin. Once he died for our sins, God was legally bound to resurrect Jesus because he was sinless. There's no room for compromise on this issue. If Jesus was not born of a virgin and the sinless sacrifice for our sins, we are all lost and we are all going to hell. Wow. Even true believers try to find natural explanations to the miracles of the Bible to make it more palatable to unbelievers. They try to reconcile the Genesis account of creation with evolution and have the children of Israel crossing the Reed Sea instead of the Red Sea. However, there is simply no way to explain away the supernatural fact of the virgin birth. Without it, there is no Christian faith. Aren't you glad that the Bible is true and you don't have to make any apologies for it? Your new life in Christ is proof that your sins were paid for in full by the spotless Lamb of God, who is your Lord and Savior today. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you this. Anybody who's, a, who's saved, l- let me ask you this. If you've been saved, let me know in the comment section, okay? If you've been saved, let me know in the comment section. Look at all the money being raised. I will highlight each and every one of these people that are raising money for others. Majorva, 27. Kong, Warm up. There we go. Cindy Lou Who. Hexlean72. Halloween. KMAC12345. Little Miss Sunshine and Shelly Rose. All of you are so wonderful. How many of you in the comment section here on Rumble have been saved? Just let me know. What is the book you were reading from? I was reading from Every Day with Jesus. Again, that is Every Day with Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Little Miss Sunshine. So there we go. Corn Pop says yes. JB, JBG Boxes says saved by grace. Melissa Steffi says me. Okay? There we go. Uh, RM, R. Milius says saved. T. Mitchell, saved. Liz Bowman, saved. Cindy Lou Who, saved. No money bag on the live chat on Samsung. It is if you're on browser. It won't be if you're on the app. Saved, saved, saved. Saved. Look at all the people that are saved. Okay, for all you people that are saved, do you have proof that Jesus died for our sins? Do you have proof that the Bible is real and proof of the resurrection? You do have proof, but it's very hard to give that proof to somebody else until they experience it, isn't it? The proof is joy. The proof is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ that nobody else knows but you. 
How are you supposed to prove that to somebody else? You're not. God's supposed to do that. You're only supposed to plant seeds and let people see the light that you are. See the transformation that has happened in you. And if no AA meeting, no NA meeting, no amount of discipline, jail, prison, probation, parole, any kind of disciplinary action has ever changed you before, but this did, that is proof. That is proof. Man cannot save other men. Men, uh, discipline by man here on earth cannot change you. The only thing that can transform you into a joyful being is Christ, period. Your faith is your proof. It shows. Your actions show based on your faith and your hope and your love in Jesus Christ. That's the proof. That's the proof. Boy, that Jeremy really changed. I don't know how he did it. He must, be, he must be pretending to be, you know, he must be pretending that Jesus is real so he can make money through donations. No, no, because my faith came before any kind of donation came. So, it's all in your actions, ladies and gentlemen. It's all in your actions. Ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, I do want to uh, welcome all the newcomers. We have almost 1,000 people watching. If you're just joining in for the first time, the show today, Rise Up Show, Episode 9, is titled The Meaning of Life on Earth. Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Tomorrow, my very first guest, my pastor from my church, Pastor Dave Golden, will be here with us to talk about the importance of Christian schools and how we got to fight to keep them alive. We got so much in store for the future of this show, the future of this podcast. I'll ask that you please like this video and share it out to the masses, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting to Christian ethics. This is the last book we read from before we move on to the verse of the day, okay? Before we move on to the verse of the day. Second here. All right, we're going to read from Christian Ethics. This is a book that my pastor actually gave. Okay, look at all this money being raised for people that in need. This is absolutely great. Jeremy, Christmas cart, buying your merchandise is at $285 after your great $62 discount, and I get a free hoodie. Thank you very much. Well, you are very, very, very welcome. You're very, very welcome. God bless you. We like to give away things too. Okay, here we go. Growing towards Christian maturity and personal holiness. Okay? There is no doubt in the minds of the New Testament authors that growing in our knowledge of biblical ethics, coupled with heartfelt obedience to what we are learning, is a major part of growing to maturity in our Christian faiths. The author of Hebrews explains that mature Christians are those who have many years of practice in learning and obeying sound ethical teachings. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Hebrew 5.14. Paul tells believers that he wants them to grow in their ethical discernment in their, and in their obedience. As you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do some more and then some more. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 3. A major part of growing in Christian maturity is growing in personal holiness of life. 
a New Testament emphasis that is too seldom heard in many churches today. The author of Hebrews tells Christians to strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. It's very easy to say one thing and do another. It's very easy to say one thing and do another, ladies and gentlemen, but God wants us to not do that. God wants us to not say one thing and then do another. God wants us to do the same thing that we would do if he was watching every second of our day because he is. And now let's get to the verse of the day today, ladies and gentlemen. But before we do, let me just remind you one more time that we start every day here with our new Rise Up Coffee. And if you want to join in, we have a light medium roast, which is American pecan, and we have a dark, rich roast, which is Sumatra gold. This is gourmet coffee. It's the Rise Up coffee that's coupled with the Rise Up podcast. And of course, we are not afraid to show our Christian cross on the back of these coffee bags. And we want to get everybody in the world drinking this. Why? Because we love coffee that much. Also, I wanted to tell you before the end of this show, I found another major benefit to Field of Greens. You ask my wife every year, My hands in the winter, they get so dried and so broken and cracked. It looks like I was literally just in a 12-round UFC fight every winter. And every winter, my face breaks out in red blotches and the dry skin just piles up on my face. I have to lotion myself like crazy every winter, all throughout the winter. This year, I have not had to do that once. My hands are clear no blotches, no dry skin, and I have to attribute that to Field of Greens. Why? Because I've gotten countless emails of people that say, my dry skin is gone. My psoriasis is gone. I've had psoriasis for two decades, and it's gone. Amanda Collins is drinking the Sumatra Gold flavor right now. That's awesome. So Field of Greens has so many benefits that I didn't even know when I started drinking it. Outside of the losing weight, flushing out your lymph node system, flushing, filtering out all your, uh, cleaning out all your filtration systems, it also, man, it has done wonders for skin. So if you need any other reason, just check that because I stand by that fully. Fieldofgreens.com. Use that promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen. Get your discount for the Christmas season, okay? All right. Let's get to the verse of the day. And we always read it. And then we read it again on the 11 o'clock show and we do the description of it. Verse of the day, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. Again, ladies and gentlemen, titled it, The Meaning of Life is Summed Up in Four Simple Letters. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies Build up the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. I encourage all of you to read that before the 11 o'clock show today. And again, the meaning of life here on earth can be summed up in four little letters, L-O-V.
V-E. It is the reason God created you and me. It is the reason God created earth. It is the reason God created puppies and sunshine and rainbows and birds and trees and all the animals of the earth, the oceans. L-O-V-E. And by that, ladies and gentlemen, we will end Rise Up here this morning, episode nine. Again, do not miss tomorrow's episode as my pastor, Pastor Dave Golden, joins us here on LFA TV. I'm so very excited for that. To each and every one of you, God bless you. Please rumble on the way out. Do not hesitate to send this out. That is your way of spreading the gospel. We've got loud majority. Kevin Smith and Sean Farish coming up in just four minutes at 10 a.m., and then followed by Live from America, the 11 a.m. show. I sure hope you guys can all join in for the next show and the next show and the next show. But I will say this. Even if you can't, you guys are still going to those shows and you're giving them a rumble. That's the most important thing. The last two days, we have been killing the top 50, and that is all thanks to you. God bless each and every one of you, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in with a little bit of rescue story from one of my favorite authors, or my favorite songwriters, in, a, in, in out today, Zach Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great rest of your morning, and Loud Majority again comes up next. Have a great day. Peace. There I was, empty-handed, crying out from the pit of my despair. There you were. Yeah.